Welcome to Refuge Freedom Stories, brought to you by Refuge Ministries Canada. For the next half hour, your hearts will be filled with hope as you hear real-life stories from individuals that have been changed by the power of God. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Dave Shear, the host of Refuge Freedom Stories. We have a guest host, Mr. Larry McGill. Hi, Larry. Hello, David. I'm glad to be able to talk to you today and ask you about Dave Shear. You've asked a lot of questions about a lot of other guys. Mm, very rewarding. I don't know what number this is now, but I'm sure that we're... <laughs> we're in the 30s. Building the file, building the <laughs> library. That's terrific. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about, you know, your upbringing and uh, just, just the, that walk of life. Yes. Well, you know, I mentioned a few things here and there as I've been interviewing people. But, you know, how I started out in life as a kid was we went to church. It was a tradition. Sure. It was passed down sure. from generation to generation. We said grace before dinner. Good idea. You know, usually dad. And it was always the same. And my mom said goodnight prayers mm. when I went to sleep. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. Yeah. The night before I wake. Yeah. yeah. I pray, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah. And I used to think in my mind, this is just like that pokey in the eye thing. <laughs> I didn't even know what it meant. You know, <laughs> you know all those childhood rhymes. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross my heart and hope to die and all that stuff, you know. Yeah, I thought, yeah. wow, this is, it kind of freaked me out a few times saying it when I started thinking about it. Hope to die. Your mealtime prayers. Mm-hmm. Was it anything like this one? The Lord is good to me, so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need. The sun and rain and the apple seed, the Lord is good to me. Was Very that... similar, except yeah? I learned that yeah? one. Years and years later, years actually, later. Uh, at a you could United Church camp. Oh, nice! Saint, we used to sing that. Oh, wow! Yeah. Now and was that pre the pre the before the meal? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As a grace. It wasn't as you went to bed. No. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and we kind of, it was kind of fun, and and yeah. uh, there was the good food, good meat, good God, let's eat. That's a teen, our teenager. There's another one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure, we've all got our favorites. Don't yeah. We? Of course, it was you know, Lord. Bless this food for which we are truly thankful for. Really? Make it to good use and, you know, whatever. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was always, now I can't remember. It's been so many years. But yeah. it was, haven't said it for a while, have you? It was probably heartfelt. But anyway, I mean, we had Bibles in the house growing sure. up. I knew my grandma read one all the time and my mom's uh, mother. But I never saw my parents reading the Bible. Not so much. And there were a few times I grabbed one out of the bookshelf, opened yeah. it, tried to read it. Yeah. And it didn't make any sense at all to me. No inspiration. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Didn't even make grammatical sense to me. I couldn't understand. Hard it's to read. King James English, right? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thee thou yeah. dost <laughs> saith thee something. That was sort of my upbringing. But uh, we, and again, we went to Sunday school. Yeah. We're faithful church-going people. And my dad was involved in the community. Lots of community support there, business, and everybody, you know, and the different associations and things they were involved in was all part of going to church and being a community. Sure, absolutely. It was a good thing. I think back then it was maybe more culturally community, you know, culturally Christianity. You know, Mm -hmm. we were a Christian nation in that sense. That's right. I remember as a child walking in the rain, um, I spent a lot of time by myself observing nature. Uh, playing in the gully. Over kind of a loner. Place. Yeah. yeah. I remember feeling a presence, and I somehow knew or believed that it was God. But this is as a young child. I used to say, hey, is that you? You know, God, and talk oh. to God. But oh. I was just little. Sure. And then that almost faded as yeah. I grew up. God sense. Mm-hmm. Presence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, at 14 or 15, I think it was 14 years old, I took confirmation classes at the church. Uh-huh. Didn't understand any of it you know for the most part i had more questions than i did answers. so it brought up more questions to you than mm-hmm. answers 
it didn't settle anything. That's right. And it, but it, it certainly put me starting to search for answers. Sure. That I felt uh, with a conscience, I had to understand to mm -hmm. do this confirmation class. I went to the fellow that was leading that class was not the minister. He was he was a, a person that was going through to be a minister, and I asked him the questions, and he was quite good with me. But he said, "You have to search these things out and find out with God what those things mean." Over yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought I need someone to tell me. I need uh, someone to answer yeah, my questions yeah, yeah. and I wasn't getting those. What'd you do? We were in a singing group as well oh, okay. and traveled around and sang in different churches and schools and things with a nice. choir. Yeah. choir. Nice. And I was a soloist in the choir. One day we were doing a musical and, and I was singing a, a solo and the spotlights were on and the place was full of people and they, they all had a little candle and I was singing this dramatic solo. Yeah. And all of a sudden I felt like I just choked right up and I felt emotional. Uh -huh. And I couldn't even hide that there was tears coming down my cheek and I didn't know what I was experiencing. Yeah. I never felt anything like it except maybe when I was little. Yeah. yeah. And I kind of later attributed it to that. But I went that Saturday to the minister and asked him my questions. I yeah. said, look, I've been taking the confirmation classes and I have all these questions. And now I have just had this experience yeah. that is so real to Actually me. Actually very physical. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it wasn't the type of church where people worship in the spirit necessarily. Sure, I'm not sure. insulting the church. Yeah, no, no. Lots of good people there, good Absolutely. Christians. There were different levels of understanding in churches. Yes, yeah. exactly. Sure. And and I probably perhaps wasn't aware of how deep of a relationship other people had with Christ because it was more private in those days. It seemed yeah. to be culturally. Yeah. And I rarely heard people talk about it. You know, the sermon was from the pulpit and then he didn't talk about the sermon, <laughs> you know. And I always had questions. When, when I didn't go down to Sunday school and melt crayons on the heating pipe and shoot elastic bands at people from the balcony as we snuck around. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I had questions from the sermon. I stayed up and I said, wow, what's that guy talking about? Yeah. And you didn't get answered. When you, when you grow up, you'll understand. When, yeah. you, when you get older, you'll understand. What's sure. What my dad used oh, no. to say. Um, it'll make more sense to you then. Ooh. You know? <laughs> So yeah, I went to that Saturday. Went to uh, it was a yard cleanup day, and I yeah. and I was able to have a moment alone with the, with the minister. Yeah, we were in the same room. There was nobody else around, and I said, "I've got some questions, right? You know, I've been taking the confirmation classes, and you know, I have a lot of questions. But the main one is right now is this experience I had the other night, and yeah. I want to know what you think about that because you're a man of God. That's your job. You're yeah. you know a leader. You're a spiritual leader, sure. and he. He didn't really have any answers that I, I wanted either, and I was looking for it. And, and I said, do you, like, do you believe in God? And he said, well, I yes, I believe in God. That's what faith is. But, you know, we don't know. We can't ever know. We won't know until, you know, we we pass on from this life sure. to know if there's something. Uh, and I said, well, talking of that, do you believe in heaven? And he said, well, I'd like to think there's going to be a heaven. You know, it's, again, a faith thing. Yeah. And I... I, I believe it, but I hope so. And I said, what about hell? Oh, no, absolutely no hell. You know, there's all kinds of levels in heaven. Somebody like riding a motor, motorcycle, someone be on roller skates. Oh. Another guy's driving a Cadillac, you know, <laughs> really? by all the different levels that people have achieved in their walk. Oh. Right? Through works. Mm. Uh, right? Mm. So this is where I was going. There's a funny verse about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like you didn't get the answer you were looking for. I did not. What happened after? Well, I ended up going to a summer camp. Okay. And it was through the church. It was a church camp. Yep. Actually, our minister was the head guy for the camp, so he got me in there. I had gone there, I think, 
two years as a as a child as a camper as a camper yeah and now i was going as a cit a counselor oh, in training God, I know all this yeah, stuff, yeah. <laughs> but it was a wild time and a lot of people you know there was no parent parents there there was no you know it was kind of like a big party after the kids went to bed for everybody especially counselors yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. counselors exactly they find their own fun yeah anyways i i i met a girl and i ended up hooking up with her yeah and uh so excited and lucky that I been able to contact with her. Yeah. Long story short, start dating her. Her dad asked me if I was a Christian. Yeah. yeah. And my answer was, yeah, of course I am. I was born in Canada. I live in a Canadian country yeah. where all our laws are based on, this is literally like my words, based on yeah. Christianity, the Bible. My birth certificate, I can pull it out and show you, it says Christian name. How much more proof do I need than that? Christian name and my name. Read on there in print, old print, proves I'm a Christian. <laughs> just, just aside here, when you were in public school, I know I was, did you ever have religion class? Because I, I remember we did. We had a Lutheran minister come in and do a religion class once a week. And my best buddy, who was Jewish, mm -hmm. could be excused, but he wanted to go. He wanted to see what, <laughs> what these crazy Christians do. Yep. But that was totally accepted within the school system. Oh yeah. Did you did you guys run into any Yeah, we uh we didn't have a specific class as such, but yeah. I remember there being a big Bible. Yeah. On yeah. the teacher's desk. It yeah. was always there and we would have sometimes stories out of the Bible. We had the Queen's picture up there. Yeah. We said the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer absolutely. So this was this was our upbringing. Yeah. As far as Christian country. Yes. All that stuff. So that's what you were basing your yeah, exactly. your life yeah. on, your foundation. Yeah. I'm a Christian. My understanding of what Christians were. Yeah. I certainly am one, 100%, right? Absolutely. Then she said, well, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? And I said. This is the girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, it's like, what? Like, I don't I don't understand. I yeah. know I wasn't in Bible times. I yeah, didn't yeah. live with Jesus. I don't know. What you know. <laughs> There's <laughs> only 12 of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, she said, well, here's cut to the chase. Said, I can't date you. Yeah. I'm not a Christian. Yeah, okay. I said, I'm a Christian. Honest. You got it. Anyway, so we went with that for a little while. Right. Uh, things progressed. Yeah. Uh, we ended up getting married. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were pregnant. Yeah. We had a beautiful son. Amen. I was, I was 17 when we got married, so we're just kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People, a lot of people said you won't last a year, but we we were together for a long time, tough to eight do. and a half years, yeah. yeah, and had a lot of respect for one another. But you know, we were just kids. The best way to define it is we hadn't experienced our Life childhood. Our things got things. missed. Yeah. So emotional needs were not where they should be right. in the sense of being able to sustain a marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we were doing well in many ways, but I struggled. I was very independent and struggled to financially. To, we bought a house. I was like, what? 20 or something when we bought the house yeah. and it was an old and we had some help with that fixer upper oh yeah yeah i know all about too it. much of a fixer upper, upper. Yeah. but it was our, our only chance really it was sure. a very very old house and you remember what and you paid i think i paid thirty-two thousand. my 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 first was uh 29 <laughs> yeah our mortgage was twenty-seven thousand. Oh wow. <laughs> but anyways yeah we ended up splitting up and before that happened when when my son was still a baby yeah i went to this jesus festival Oh, yes. The and, 70s. Yeah. I mean, I'd attended her parents' church, King Street. In London, was, Ontario. Yes, in London, Ontario. Yeah. A lot of great people there. And yet, I think they shook their heads at me when they first met me. A few of them had thought, boy, what's this young lady got herself hooked up with what here? What we got you know, here? This long-haired yeah, rock yeah. and roll guy, you know, yeah, yeah, with yeah. black t-shirts and all that. But actually, a few of them uh, told me many years later that that was their first impression of me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I went away and got invited to this camping event. 
Yeah. And I believe it was Carlisle or oh, somewhere sure. up in there. The, the Jesus Festival, Jesus though, yeah. Jesus Festival. All the different bands and speakers. Yeah. And, yeah. and I never even heard of anything like it, but mm. I, I agreed to go because it sounded like a hoot, you know. You're going camping. We're going camping, yeah. whatever. And we went. So was this within a, a different a group of people? Like Yeah. Church the, group? Or it was, bunch of it was the, the youth and friends oh, okay. of the youth group from King Street Church. Okay. Okay, sure. And again, was her parents' church, and I'd been attending there, yeah, faithfully because all all the way along because I wanted to be with her, yeah. So I had tried a couple times too myself to go with these altar calls and stuff, do this personal relationship, relationship with thing, Christ, and yeah, born again. Was waiting and waiting when the guy would say, you know, come on, anyone who wants to be a Christian, come up, and I would go up and go, yeah, yeah, I want to try this, and it never felt like it worked. I didn't understand what I was doing. Okay. It was never like 100% explained to me what was happening. Okay, okay. But I just felt like, okay, well, I've tried it. And I don't yeah, know. I don't yeah. feel any different. Yeah, Nothing okay. seems different. You know what I mean? But I tried. Yeah. You know, so that should be good enough, you know. Anyway, so when we went to the Carlisle Jesus Festival. Something thing, happened. Something happened. I was staying back at the campfire. A lot of them were going ahead to the concerts and sure, stuff. Sure, sure. Um, I heard the music, and I really liked it. You know, coming from a rock background, I'd been in a rock band. And... Which culturally relevant. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Gotcha. So I that drew me, and I yeah. went and to listen to the music, and it was Larry Norman, yeah, Randy Stonehill, right on, and doing together separately. I mean, it was incredible. That was really the the pioneers of of Christian rock. Yeah, it really was. And yeah. a total respect yeah. to those guys. You know, yeah, wept when I heard about Larry's death. You know, oh yeah. It's just sad. Yeah. And such a... Been gone for a while. Now. Yeah. Grandfather of Christian Rock at this point. Yeah, he know. was, yeah. When I, when I first saw him, he had hair down to his knees. Blonde <laughs> hair and blonde, dressed in a lot of black leather pants and yeah, jacket. Yeah, and, yeah. But, you know, I thought, wow, these are real rockers. But that's what it initially attracted me was the music and, the, and that image, you know, the sure, rock thing. Sure, And I really liked it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I would buy this music, you know, or sure. whatever. What happened at the event? Well, the next day, yeah. there was a guy got up and he had a beard and curly hair and he sat at the piano and played and started singing and something else was different about this guy's singing when he sang i i felt something you know and it really mystified me i didn't know what it was and his name was keith green and all his songs were speaking to me yeah. the words of them yeah. were making sense to me about myself yeah. yeah and about you know needing to change myself my life sure who i was commitment yeah anyway he did an altar call at the end Okay. Now, I had also seen one of my dad's friends that he worked with there. Oh, okay. He was in the audience as in well. In the audience, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I looked at him. I said, excuse me. Hi, it's Dave Shearer. You <laughs> you work with my dad? And he said, yes, David, how are you? And I said, are you a Christian? He said, yes, I am. And when I turned back to listen to the music, yeah. this wave came over the heads of everybody from the stage, like wow. where they were playing and from yeah. the speakers yeah. and whatever. It yeah. wasn't just the yeah. sound. It was um, pouring rain. Yeah. And it came at me, and it was not a scary thing. It was a wonderful uh -huh. thing. It was warm, but it, it was scary from the fact that I looked it back a new at experience. him to yeah. say, "Did you yeah. see? Do you see that? You feel this?" Yeah. And he was—he had tears coming down his face. Yeah. And, Presence of the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. that's what it was. And uh, but I didn't know it, but I knew it was something good. <laughs> and then <laughs> Keith did an altar call, and he said, "You know, put your hand up if you want to ask God into your heart." your personal Lord and Savior. There's all the right words. Now it's making sense making to sense, me for yeah. the first time. Yeah. I put my hand up, and then he said, no, I want everybody to come. If you put your hand up and you really mean it, come to the front, and I'll pray for you. I'll say a prayer with you guys. And so we did. Uh, we went, I went to the front, and lots of people went to the front. 
And I thought, well, I'm not the only one here that isn't one of them. Right? <laughs> no, it made sense for the first time, really. Yeah, absolutely it did. It's like, you know, using your head yeah. versus using your heart. heart. Yeah, yeah. That's sometimes they say that's the that's the long, longest road in life is getting it out of your head and into your heart. Mm-hmm. Getting it from that, you know, head understanding to that heart. Yes. It just gives you the real, the real opportunity, I mean, to change. So, yeah, that made a, I, I did do that. Yeah. And it was which is um, really called the born again experience yes yeah yeah, yeah exactly. and and i was i was changed yeah. i was dramatically changed in that moment my heart was changed a lot of my thinking was changed i didn't know what had happened to me exactly that i knew i was a christian now mm-hmm. there, what was the difference from before to now now i knew that i was a christian well, your spirit it was sealed now with god's spirit yes yeah there that's... was a, there was a combo mm-hmm. yeah so that's that was my transformation experience Everybody in my world, from school, from everything, I was still in high school. Started finding out about this? Yep. I told everybody. <laughs> I was the wacko. I was the Jesus freak. and You know, but I mean, for the good intentions. Between there and now, mm-hmm. okay, a lot of growing up had to happen. A lot of, uh, you know, learning. Yeah. Trying to decide between myself. And I felt there was a calling on my life for ministry. Mm-hmm. And it was always a flirting thing I did with that calling. I wanted to do it, but then I was busy with other stuff. Some got in the way, yeah. Yeah, some got in the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll say this, is that God always has never left me, never forsaken me, always stayed with me. I walked my walk with God, and I walked my walk at a distance with God walking with me. But I was not wanting to be with him at that time. Yeah, you brought, you brought up a verse when, I was, when you were mentioning that. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But what that means is it never left. Yeah. It never left. That calling's always there Yes, from zero to a hundred. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And the gifts as well. You know, if you're mm-hmm. a musician or a singer, right, that's your deal. And that's yep. you and God together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like I said before when we were talking, Larry, yeah. that if I was to tell my life story, yeah, I don't have a life story. I have many life stories. Sure. There sure. would be a big series of books if I was to write it down. Would you say now your life is hidden in Christ? Yes. A life you now live. You live by this love of the Son of God. Who absolutely. Yeah. And he leads me and he gives me everything I need and he helps me in every possible way. And I, I'm very, very content Amen. in my life. And I'm no longer looking to fill my hole in my heart, no. that heart-shaped hole, with other things, relationship, whatever, uh, jobs, careers. Now, it's the other way around. God fills that. And because of that, it flows out from there into all these things, working with the Wish Coalition, doing this show. Yeah. But never feeling like, honestly, this is God that does this. Yeah, you're walking and you're calling. Exactly. You know, you're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right, it, you 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 find strength in it. You find the reason to live. You find all of that mm-hmm. is because once you just sort of give in, you know, let go and let God. Yes. Amen. We're in. We're in the. You know. We're on the right <laughs> path. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, and and there's always, and you know, you've you've gone through storms. You've gone through struggles. There's been trials and tribulations. But overall, when you when it comes down to it, it's finished strong. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're doing. And, you know, God has allowed me to do whatever I want. He, he gives us a free will. That's it. He never makes anybody do anything, right? No, that's right. And because of that, I have learned. I was one of those kids that, you know, when you're a little kid and your parents say, don't touch that stove burner. I had to touch, touch it to it. see myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know? You had to prove it to yourself. Absolutely. And over time now, has God proved himself to you? 
Absolute, like 150%. So for those that are listening now and know that they need the assurance and they need the conviction that you have, what would you say? To them? I would say, not, not to repeat the ministry no. that was telling me when I was young, but no. you got to seek God. Yeah. you gotta, you got to seek yeah. Him yourself. Try it out. Yeah. You know, what do you got to lose? Because it's real. Absolutely. And I'm telling you, man, if you gain the whole world and yet lose your own soul, what's the rest of that? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, so. I just want to thank David today for sharing his heart and sharing his ministry calling with us all. Thanks for allowing me to be a guest host here on Refuge Freedom Ministry. Stories. Stories. <laughs> you got it. I'm Larry McGill. Thanks, Larry.
I hope that you have enjoyed the last half hour as much as I did. Thank you again to Refuge Ministries Canada for hosting the show. So until next Friday, may God richly bless you with peace, love, and happiness. We at Refuge Ministries are so blessed by the success of Refuge Freedom Stories and podcasts. In addition, we focus on youth prison ministry, release kits, and many other diverse outreaches to the needs of our community. As a nonprofit, there are many costs involved, however, and we are asking for your support. Financial gifts can be made via our website at www.refugeministriescanada.com or by calling 519-701-0108. Your giving makes this work possible, and we thank you in advance for your support. That's 519-701-0108. God bless you.